In the words of our Bishop Martin Minns in his Lenten letter to clergy today, Ash Wednesday is a rather peculiar day in the church calendar. And we have that very peculiar custom of laying ashes on our foreheads. I would add it is also perhaps not the most popular day in our church year, or let's face it, the one we look forward to. It is when we mark our foreheads with ashes and are confronted with the reality that we are dust, that we are mortal, and that we are sinners. But there is an irony here that I want you to notice, and it is stated in Psalm 103, which we just recited. As far as the east is from the west, he removes our transgressions from us, for he knows how we were made. He remembers that we are dust. J.I. Packer, in his classic book, Knowing God, states that what matters supremely, therefore, is not in the last analysis the fact that I know God, but the larger fact which underlies it, the fact that he knows me. So in our invocation tonight, we were invited to a season of self-examination and repentance, an invitation to let go of the falseness in our lives and a call to embrace the true. But I want to add this caveat. Let's do this, but do it with the recognition that God knows us better than we know ourselves and that he loves us more than we love ourselves. How about this for a per personal focus this Lent? Let's enter into the process of self-examination by grounding our self-examination of ourselves in God's knowledge of us. And so what does scripture teach us about God's knowledge of us? Well, first, that God sees us as the beloved. How many of us, when we come to God in repentance, are looking to God for a reprimand? But God loves us. He is not there to reprimand us, but to welcome us with forgiveness. Remember, God already knows we are sinners and that we are dust. His invitation for us to repent is not to find out from us the way we are sinners or listen to this long list or to slap our hands. But his invitation for us is to come to a recognition of those areas in our lives that are separating us from his love. Do not be distracted by guilt, my friends. Hear God's call to repentance as an invitation to a deeper knowledge of his love and grace. Know ourselves as God knows us. And this is more than knowing that we are sinners. It is knowing that he has created us in his image, that he became incarnate and took on our flesh so that we could receive the revelation of his transforming love in the person of himself, Jesus Christ, so that he could demonstrate his love to us, to humanity in concrete ways, in ways of the flesh, of course, including his sacrifice on the cross for our sins, but also revealed his love in his gospel ministry by loving the sinners who came to him because they needed him and desired to have a personal encounter with that love. 
One of the best ways I have found for receiving God's love and deepening my knowledge of it in my heart is through gospel meditation when we enter into those moments in the gospel where Jesus touched the hearts of those who sought him. And how I am suggesting you do this is through the scripture meditation where you enter into a scene in the gospels through your imagination, not through merely your thoughts. Find a gospel story. For instance, the story of Jesus and Bartimaeus in Mark 10. Picture yourself in that scene with Bartimaeus when he cries to Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Picture yourself sitting on that dusty roadside and see Jesus come along and ask, what do you want me to do for you? Hear Jesus say to you, go, your faith has made you well. This is one example of a Lenten practice, of the many Lenten practices that we are invited to come into this season. But I encourage you this Lent to find practices that draw you deeper into God's love. Find practices that work for you. Remember that when we pray and meditate upon God's word, it is not to remind God that we love him, but to give God a chance and a space to remind us that he loves us. Aside from the traditional spiritual practices of prayer and Bible reading, look for God's love in more tangible ways. Meet God's love in the concrete circumstances of your daily lives. Ask yourself each day, where can I see God's love? Now that we can see each other's faces, perhaps it is in the smile of a friend who knows you and accepts you for who you are, warts and all. When you see that, remind yourself that God loves you that way only even more. Look for way God, ways God's love confronts you passionately through your family, through your friends, in his beautiful creation, and remind yourself, this is how I receive God's love for me and the courage to become like him. So first begin our season of self-examination with God's knowledge of you as the beloved. Secondly, let your journey into self-knowledge this Lent lead you to a place of knowing your sins the way God knows them. Too often we are simply focused on what Dallas Willard likes to call the gospel of sin management, in which we focus simply on the outward sins and in our strength decide that these are the ones we will eliminate the, that behavior in our lives. And I think this is what the Lord was speaking through Isaiah when he asked the people to come to a true repentance, a repentance of the heart. So this Lent, shift your focus from the outward behaviors to the condition of your heart to what is causing you to behave in the way you wish you wouldn't. And that's self-examination. Part of this, again, is accepting ourselves as God does. God knows all the reasons we run from him. He knows all our fears. He knows all our deeply held false notions of who we think we are and the negative coping mechanisms that our false sense of self has created as a way to survive. 
Psalm 103 states, He does not deal with us according to our sins or repay us according to our iniquities. Rather, he wants to heal us. And he cannot begin to heal us until we recognize under the banner of his mercy that inside ourselves which is ugly, the parts we want to hide from others, the parts we want to hide from God, jealousy, fear, pride, selfishness, control, all the besetting reasons for our outward sinful behavior. David Benner, another spiritual writer I really appreciate, and he wrote this in this book I highly recommend called The Gift of Being Yourself. He teaches this, quote, until we are prepared to accept the false self we actually are, we block God's transforming work of making us into our true self that is hidden in God. We must befriend the self we are afraid to know, and we must receive it with hospitality. We must receive ourselves in love the way God does. Jesus said, when you pray, go to your private room. When you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in that secret place. Well, I would like to suggest that metaphorically, that secret place where we encounter God in a truly transformational way is our secret self. In some of those very dark places we hide from others and from ourselves, because that is where God wants to touch us, where he wants to help us let go and let him touch us there. Because part of knowing God as he knows us lies in the surrender of, to him of those places. So I invite you to begin this journey this evening. As you come forward to receive ashes, as you pray the prayers of repentance, as you receive God's gift of himself, the gift of his forgiving love in his body and blood and communion, and after the service, if any of you would like to receive prayer at the altar, Deacon and Rob and I will be available to pray for you. And this is something we're going to be doing throughout Lent after the service because we need each other in this journey of discovery, this journey of turning to God in the very deepest and secret places. And so tonight, make a right beginning of this Lent. Pray for grace to receive his love and forgiveness Pray that God will begin a new work tonight in your hearts. And in the words of Paul, be reconciled to God. See now is the day of salvation. Amen.